We just want to welcome our online viewers, those watching from around the world, those that are coming to join us tonight. We welcome you, welcome you. We do have our, our prayer line, so if you need prayer tonight, uh, send us a message. Call us up on our prayer line, 188-406-9115. We get excited to just come to agreement for whatever petitions you bring before the Lord. So, so I, I was praying like all day today and just asking the Lord what he had for the body of Christ right now. And, you know, I look at things as like an outer view and not just my own circumstances or things in my own life, but what the body of Christ right now really needs. And so I just kept getting like about the timing of the Lord. And I've been having these discussions with my husband about the timing of the Lord. And I've just been like seeing ministries around me and my friends and family and people around me. And just the Lord's been really tugging me about the timing of, of the Lord. And so um, many times we want everything to happen very quickly when we think it should happen. And we kind of get discouraged and it brings hope to fur in our lives because we don't see anything happen when we think it's going to happen. And so hope defer comes in and it makes our heart sick because we're thinking, man, this should have already happened. I sh we should already have this. We should already have that. We should be here by now. Like what's going on, God? And hope defer comes in and sits in your heart and then um, discouragement comes with it. And so when you're in ministry or you're a minister or whatever it is you do for the kingdom of God, that's the assignment of the enemy right now. He's looking for a way in for us to begin to agree with him. And we have to disengage in, agree in agreeing with him. Let me tell you, you have to disengage. And if that's been you recently, um, you have to say, God, I disengage from that agreement. I don't agree with that any longer about being discouraged and having a hope defer because things don't happen when I think they should happen. So the Lord's been really talking to me about the timing of the Lord. Usually the timing of the Lord comes a lot when you're in transition. And let me tell you, there's been so many people that have come around me recently that are in transition. <laughs> and when you're in transition, you, there's two things that happen. There's like a huge pressure that comes in on you if you allow it to. And so you feel pressured that you have to make very fast and quick decisions and that you have to hurry up and, and uh, make things happen in your own power, and your own will, your own doing. And God's like, no, you don't have to do all that. If you just be in my peace and in my rest, I'll take care of everything. But sometimes we want to be the ones that, be, that we start doing things and God's waiting for us to move out of the way. And so in this whole timing of the Lord thing, in Ecclesiastics 3.1, if you guys will turn there with me, it says, There is a time for everything, 
and a season for every activity under the heavens. And I think that's the key right there, under the heavens. So many times we look at things in a natural realm, and we look at things with our natural eyes of what God is doing, and we try to measure what we see in the natural to what God is trying to do. And we have to stop doing that because if we look at things only in the natural mindset, in the natural way, we will totally miss the very thing God's doing in the spirit. And that's why it says under the heavens. It could have said anything in that part in Ecclesiastics. It could have said, you know, for me and you, or, or it could have said anything, but it said under the heavens. So what does that mean? We have to begin to align ourselves with heaven to be on the timing of the Lord. Because if we're not under the heavens, in the process of transition, in the process of the timing of the Lord, that's how the enemy comes in and discouragement comes in. I believe right now, like a lot of people, are in a pivotal point of God blessing the body of Christ with so much more, and so much more than we could ever imagine. And so we cannot stay in that place of discouragement and hope defer because we need to begin to get excited for when he's going to do it. We don't get excited for when it happens. There should be an excitement already in your belly that's forming because of you knowing in the spirit under the heavens that he's going to do it and it's going to happen. It's trusting in him. And it says in Acts 1-7, it said, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. That's saying, because we're sitting in heaven, which we read in Ecclesiastics, we're agreeing with our Papa in heaven. And it's saying in this verse that his own authority is what ushers in the times and the seasons for us. And so we have to be very sensitive in the spirit right now with Holy Spirit to find, to let God lead us and direct us to what we're supposed to do. Because if not, we will, we'll be discouraged. We'll want to like throw in the towel and like, man, I don't know if I can do this. We had this conference two days ago or three days ago, and they kept talking about the whole time about the finishers, the finishers. The enemy doesn't want you to finish your run. He doesn't want you to be victorious in the very thing God has for you to do. And you know what happens? You know when you're getting really close because the enemy comes even harder on you. Because he knows that you're just about to cross over. You're just on the threshold of coming into the more and the increase spiritually and physically in the natural that it scares him. And so really, he's afraid and scared, and then here we are, you know, getting discouraged and hope defer, when really, we should be excited and be like, oh, we must be coming really close to this thing tipping over. We must be really close to something good coming from God for the enemy to be so quick to come put pressure on us to do things out of the timing of him. And so um, I remember... One day, um, I was in my transition time to even move, and I was like, man, God, you know, I just feel tired and exhausted, 
And I believe the body of Christ right now, they feel tired, they feel exhausted. Because it's like, God, I, I've, I've been running and running and running and running and doing and doing and doing. And now I've gotten to the point where, man, I, I'm tired. I'm weary. And, and I remember one time I felt like this in transition even to move here. And I'm very transparent. You know, I don't just come up here and just, you know, speak to you about. But this is something that happened to me. And I remember, you know, I was dealing with a lot of things. My mom was sick. Um, we were supposed to be moving to Ohio. All kinds of things were going on in my life. And I remember saying to God, God, um, I'm tired. Like what, like, what are we doing here? And I remember that morning, somebody tapped on my door. And I was like, okay, nobody's going to get this door, so I better go get this door. <laughs> And I remember being so frustrated because nobody went to answer the door. And it was this little old lady who came to the door. And she brought me this paper. I was going to bring it up here. I think I forgot it in my, in my journal. But on the paper, it was, a, it was a pamphlet, and I saved it because it meant so much to me because I knew it was God. And on the pamphlet, it was like a, three, like a trifold pamphlet that she brought. She says, oh, honey, we're just going around passing these out. You know, um, I'm going to just give you one. I said, okay. And she looks at me with this look like, you know, this has to do with God. And I could feel the Lord in this. And I grabbed the pamphlet. And on the very front of the pamphlet, it has a runner on there. <laughs> like a runner striding like this and in big bold letters it says don't give up <laughs> and I knew it was the Lord because I had just told him like minutes before that like God you have me in transition I'm growing weary and tired and he and the and this little lady comes I mean the, I just, I knew it was him because it said, don't give up. And it had the runner like this. And after it said that, it said the word victory. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is so God to do this. So he's speaking to us. Like, I've had like recent even prayer calls come in, but he's speaking to all of us. But sometimes we get in this mode of hope defer and being discouraged that we're not seeing the goodness in what he's speaking to us about. I could have grabbed that thing and been all negative and grabbed it and folded it up and, you know, tossed it away in the trash. Oh, it's just some dumb thing somebody brought to the door. But, but it caught my attention because, first of all, I don't really answer the door myself and God had me answer the door and 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 there's it's gonna go into a deeper place tonight so just bear with me because there's so much more God's been telling me tonight but I remember just knowing God was with me and he was all the way with me there was not any question of me giving up or me wanting to be before his time so it kind of put me back in perspective and got me refocused again. In Ecclesiastes 8, 6, it says, For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. Some of you that are out there watching and listening right now, you feel burdens. You feel a heaviness. You feel your troubles. But look what it says here. It says, For there is a time and a way for everything. 
It means he's going to give you a way out. He's going to give you a way to get through this situation. He's going to give you a way to get through to be on his timing. We do, and, and it just gets even better. Ecclesiastics is awesome about the timing of the Lord. And in 3.11 it says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. We're trying to figure him out, and we won't. I know you want answers now. You need direction now. But let me tell you, if we just wait on him, if we just wait on the Lord, ask for his timing on things, don't try to put, like, I have a friend that they always say this, don't put the cart before the horse. You just don't do that. You know, you can't go I, as much as you want to. I've been in so many transitions in my life where I want to hurry up and go to the next thing. And God's pulling the reins and God's saying, wait, you haven't even got the fullness of what I have you to get during this season that you're going to need for the next season. And we're trying to hurry up and rush Jesus and rush the Spirit of God. And God has to pull our reins sometimes and say, there's some things you still need that you haven't gotten here yet. And you can't be released until you receive them. And that happens every single time I'm in transition. I want to hurry up and run. And I want to hurry up and go somewhere, somewhere new, somewhere else, somewhere away from, from the place he has me at. And God's like, you need to wait because you're not done taking everything that I'm going to give you from this season because you need it for the next one. And you're not in my timing. And so I've had to do that in my life. I've had to. I, and I get to the point now where I come to the Lord and transition, and I'm like, all right, God, I'm not going to be stubborn. I'm not going to be hard-headed anymore. Just tell me right now whatever it is that you need me to do or you have me to do so that way I can move forward. <laughs> and that's what I say to him. I mean, I'm, I'm his daughter. I'm very real with him. And I just tell him that. And sometimes, sometimes you have to stop yourself and, and spend time with the Lord. You have to do that. In Habakkuk 2.3, it says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, and it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, and it will not delay. That's our promise right there from him. That's him sealing everything up and saying, if you just wait, you're going to leave too fast. You're going to move out of your position too fast before you get everything that I'm supposed to give you. And you can't go way ahead of me because when I'm going to give you everything that you need, you're going to take it to the next great thing I have you do. And let me tell you, it is so crazy because it's the things that you least expected that you needed from your last season that's going to help you in the new season God has you in. It's the very least things that you thought. You're thinking, oh, it's these big things. You know, I told, you know, we get into a season and we think, oh, it's going to look like this. It's going to be like this. And it, and, it ha and it doesn't work out that way. 
God does something totally different, totally unexpected in your life. And you're like, man, I was totally off. I thought that I was going to be doing this there. Or I thought you were going to use me in this way, God. And then God has you doing something totally different. So we, we spend way too much time and energy growing weary and tired trying to figure him out instead of just letting him lead us. Letting him come and take us by the hand and lead us into things. And we don't feel that pressure behind our neck, behind our head. We don't feel that pressure of trying to hurry up and make things happen on our own power, our own works. So then it says, it says, let me come back here. So in this whole thing, I'm sitting here and I'm praying to the Lord about this timing of the Lord. And, and we, had this, we had this guy last week who came. They came in from Chicago. And the Lord totally, some of you were here, but the Lord totally healed his eyes. And I got so excited because it was something so simple of what he said, but it was so deep. And he tells his wife, he says, I can see your nose and I can see your face. And I remember sitting there and he's telling his wife this and like he looks like he's just like with all these emotions on his face. And I remember standing there and I was like, oh my God, like I can't even imagine how it would feel to have a spouse and you not even be able to look at their face or their nose because your eyes have been messed up for years. And all of a sudden, God comes, boom, and opens them up, and they're healed. And all of a sudden, you can see the, the nose and the face of your spouse. And the Lord began to speak to me in that. And he says, he says right now is the time for you to be not only on my timing, but to also seek my face. And I said, man, God, I was like, because that represented the bride and our bridegroom. When he said that to his wife, that represented us and the, and the bridegroom. That can you imagine if we can't see our father's face, how we would feel if we can't see his face. That's why we have to seek his face. In Psalms 14:2, it says, the Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there, there are any who understand, who seek after God. He's looking down from heaven and he's saying, who's gonna seek me out? Who's gonna look for my face? that they're not forgetting about me, that they're not so busy in their everyday schedules that they don't have time to see my face. And it says in Psalms 105.4, it says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. You want strength? Are you growing weary and tired in the season that you're in? Then that's the key right there that you seek him out, you seek his face. And, it's, and it says there, look to the Lord and his strength. Why? Because we are gonna become one with him that his strength becomes our strength. 
and we're not here growing weary, tired, growing, going, you know, murmuring and complaining like we have this terrible life when God really just wants to come and show us his face and bless us. There's nothing that can compare to his face. And it says in Numbers 6, 25 and 26, it says, The Lord makes his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up his countenance on you and gives you peace. I'm sure some of you that are watching right there where you're at, you need peace right now. Those of you that are in here, you need peace right now. And you're like, how do I get to that place of peace? By seeking his face. That's how you get back to the place of peace. And we've forgotten our way. So we've got to get back by seeking his face, by being on his timing and waiting on him. If you know how amazing he is, then you'll wait for him. You won't be rushed. You won't try to hurry up the time you spend with him and what he wants to really show you and give you in revelation. You won't be so quick to move out of that position when he's trying to send things from heaven to you. You'll sit there and you'll just wait. And you're like, man, but I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and Yeah, but have you been seeking his face in the wait? Or have you been sitting there complaining and murmuring about the time, the seasons, all this other stuff you get wrapped up in that you forget to seek the face? And it says in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. What is the condition of our heart right now? Have you allowed the Lord to come soften your heart in areas that you, you're able to step into that place with him to see his face? Examine your heart, even there where you're at, examine your heart and say, God, come in and heal my heart, restore my heart, that I can seek your face, that your strength will become my strength. In Proverbs 8.17, it says, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. There's so many verses on this. I mean, oh, my God. This is my favorite. In Deuteronomy 4, 29 through 31, it says, but from there you will seek the Lord your God. You will find him if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. When you are in distress. All these things have come upon you. In the latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and listen to his voice. For the Lord your God is a compassionate God. He will not fail you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant with your fathers, which he swore to them. Some of you that are watching and that are here, you think that he's just mad, angry God. And it tells you in Deuteronomy 4.29 through 31 that he's not. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to seek his face because even in your distress, he wants you to hear his voice. 
He wants you to know that he's a compassionate God. And he didn't forget our past promises of past things that other people went through with God, things they did. We have that covenant relationship with him. Some of us have forgotten our first love. Our first love is Jesus. It's not even our spouses. It's not even people that we're around. Our first love is supposed to be him. And we've forgotten that that's our first love. Some of us have made our first love our jobs, our businesses. Some of us have made our lands, our homes, our cars, all these things our first love. And God is wanting us to come back to the place of covenant relationship where we're seeking his face on his timing in the alignment of heaven with him, that we're under the heavens and we're getting everything we need under that place of heaven because he's our first love. And who, he's who we want to spend time with every day. That you get so excited, you can't wait to just sit a few minutes and seconds seeing his face. I remember one time I was in Texas and I got to a point, you know, we had been doing conference after conference after conference. And I remember getting up one morning on a Sunday service and I said, man, God, I said, I'm just so tired. I was like, I don't know if I want to even be there today. And I know some of you have gotten that way. I know. I'm transparent. I, I tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm like some of you that are even watching and looking at this, you might be a minister. You might be somebody who leads people into worship or whatever it is God has you doing for the kingdom. And you have those moments. That's just being honest. And I remember sitting there and we had a, another conference going on. And I'm sitting there at this table. That's why I thought it was so awesome what Peter was singing today about the angels. Because I was sitting there, and I don't share this very often, but I was sitting there at this table. And during this time of my life, I was, I was reading this book, and it was called Angels That Gather by Paul Keith Davis. And he had come to a point in his ministry where he, he just felt like the enemy was just winning and winning and winning. And I remember he had an encounter where the scoreboard looked like the enemy was winning and Jesus' side was like zero. And I remember reading this book and I'm reading this book and he's talking about the angels coming and encountering him. And he's talking about how, how when he went through this process, he had a father he could call, a spiritual papa, Bob Jones. And I remember reading what he said and he called him up and, and Bob Jones was amazing. You know, I honor the past people that have gone before us. And he just answers the phone and said, well, what took you so long? I've been waiting for your call for a long time now, <laughs> you know? And sometimes we get like that. We need one another. We need one another to pray for one another, to encourage one another. We can't do this thing by ourselves. And so, so he gives them a call and he tells them this revelation. And so he goes, he goes and just as the enemy was attacking him in his ministry, in his life at that time, the scoreboard all of a sudden changed. And Jesus was winning and the enemy began to lose. 
and that scoreboard that he saw before, it was, this, it was his perspective. It was his perspective of always thinking that he was losing and losing and losing. And the enemy had no idea that at the end of it all, he was going to have victory and win the game. And the scoreboard was about to flip around. And so I've been, I was reading this book and reading this book and how the angels came to help assist in that area of turning this thing around, co-laboring with heaven. Didn't we read earlier in Ecclesiastics, under the heavens, right? Under the heavens means we have opportunity to co-labor with heaven, all of heaven. Not in Holy Spirit, the angelic realm, all of that is part of heaven. And so I'm sitting here at this table, I've been reading this book, and I feel like, man, I feel the worst of the worst at this moment. And I sit there at the table, and nobody was in the room with me, and I just cried out to the Lord. And I said, God, I said, you need to show up, God, because if you don't show up, God, I'm getting up and I'm walking out and I'm not coming back. And I remember telling the Lord that. I mean, I'm very real with God. And I remember crying out to him and telling him that because I was just so tired. And my scoreboard at the time looked like I was losing and the enemy was winning. And I believe right now some of you that are watching and listening, even, even online, are feeling that way. Like, man, I feel like I can't get a momentum. I can't get a break. But let me tell you how faithful God is. So I'm sitting there and I cry out to God and give him this like ultimatum, you know, like, like, like I had even a right to do that, which I don't have a right to do that. But I'm his daughter and I was tired and I was crying out in a desperate need for him. And I, and I, and I said, you've got to show up right now, God. And I remember, and I'll never, ever forget this. And let me tell you, this is how I know God is so real. And he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He never leaves our side. Because seconds later, it was like I walked into a movie scene. And everything shut down. I had service going on on the other side of the door. The worship team was playing. And all of a sudden, everything shut down because heaven had arrived. I couldn't hear the worship team anymore. I couldn't hear the preacher preaching anymore. I couldn't hear anything anymore at that moment. Everything stopped. It was like time stopped. We're talking about the timing of the Lord. God intervened that day and stopped time. And I couldn't even move. And I'm sitting there at this table, you know, re doing registration for people. And everything was cleared out. Nobody was there. And all of a sudden, I can see and I can hear the rustling of the leaves on the two double doors of the church. And I can hear footsteps coming my way. And then I began to hear the winds of heaven come in and the doors busted open. And I wanted to scrunch down in my seat so bad because I was so scared because I had no idea what was going to come through the door. And I could feel the authority of heaven, the power of heaven all at one time. And I remember like inside of me, I was like, oh God, I just want to run and hide because I know the authority of heaven has walked in this place. 
but I couldn't move and I couldn't talk and I couldn't do anything but sit there. And all of a sudden, this angel walks in the door, busts in the double doors. And I, I, and I look, and as I'm looking, I can see this angel, it's a warring angel, shows up and this pleated brown skirt. And I know this is a stretch for some of you. I know this. Some of you that are watching, this may stretch your, your, your thinking. It may stretch your religion. But I'm telling you the truth. This, this angel walks in, has the most beautiful brown curly hair I've ever seen. This beautiful skin that is so perfect. And I see this brown strap around its chest and had a bag of arrows on its back. And he was dressed like from a whole nother era other than ours. And I remember just looking at him and then I saw his feet and his feet had brown sandals of leather. And, and I just saw how beautiful this angel was and I could feel all authority, all power of heaven show up in seconds. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. All of a sudden, I could hear the music playing again. I could hear everything like if nothing had just happened. And I remember just breaking down, crying and crying before the Lord. Because I asked him to come. I asked him to show up for me that day, and he did. He showed up with the authority of heaven, with all of heaven. It showed up at the right time, at the right moment, and he didn't forget about me. He didn't forget about the struggle I was in. He didn't forget about how hard it had been for me. He didn't say, well, quit your whining and crying, grow up, Alice. He didn't say any of that. He says, you want me to show up, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up with all authority of heaven that something's going to change for you today. So when I share this story, I don't share it lightly, but I share it with you so you understand the severity of the timing of the Lord, the severity of seeking his face, that you don't give up, that you don't throw in the towel, that you don't even see how big the change you're going to bring and the impact you're going to bring to those around you, and you don't even know it yet. I'm in Ohio, and I'm not even from here. Do you understand what I'm telling you? I'm not even from this state and God sent me here and God's allowed me to have a voice. He's allowed me to bring change everywhere I go because he encountered me that day. And he said, it's okay, honey, you're not alone. All under heaven is with you. I'm telling you tonight, you're not alone. He has not forgotten about you. Right there where you're at, right there where you're at, so just reach out your hands and say, God, I just want to be under heaven tonight, God. I want to be in your timing, God. I don't want to miss a step, God. Your steps that you've ordained over my life are more important than my own steps, God. My own flesh, God, let it die tonight, God. Kill my flesh. Kill my own thoughts. Kill everything that is not of you tonight, God. That I can step into the more and the increase, God, just by saying yes to you tonight, God. 
that all of heaven is going to come. And you're not alone. He's going to come and show up for you in ways you could never imagine. And the impossible things that you think are impossible are possible with him. I just break that spirit of depression right now. Somebody who's watching has been depressed. And I speak life over you. That even suicidal thoughts would be broken tonight over you. Right now. In the name of Jesus. He's a living, breathing God who brings life. He's not trying to kill you. God, we just pray for your fire to come, God. We pray for your fire to come tonight, God. That fire that seeps in our bones tonight, God. That fire from heaven, God, that sets things ablaze, God, that we can't, we can't even do it ourselves, God. But with you, God, we can do all things, God. You are our strength. You are everything, God. We can't do this next season without you, God. That we're on your timing, God, that we seek your face tonight, God. We're seeking your face tonight, God. And we're not going to stop, God. We're not going to stop, God. We're not going to stop, God. But we're going to run our race, God. Those that are watching, those that are watching on the media, keep running your race. Keep running your race. Don't put your baton down. Keep running your race because you're about to have victory. I promise you, you're going to be a victorious bride for the Lord. You're just on the tipping point of something greater, something bigger, something more wonderful than you could ever imagine. For all your sacrifice, for all your obedience, God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. Just watch and see. Watch and see under the heavens, God. We position ourselves under the heavens tonight, God. We position ourselves under the heavens tonight, God. Oh, Lord, send the supernatural strength for your children tonight, God. Just begin to eliminate hope defer, God. That makes the heart sick, God. I just eradicate all hope defer right now, God. Discouragement, you have to leave. You have no right over the children of God. We speak breakthrough right now, God. God, we seek your face, God. We seek your face, God. We seek your face tonight, God. We seek your face, God. We can't focus on anything else but your face, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. If you need healing right now, just stretch out your hand and say, God, heal me, God, heal me, God. The healer, the provider, the shalom is coming right now.
Just step in and take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. It's yours. It's yours already. You don't have to be a beggar. Roba shandara boshati rabashati. Broshatondara boshati mahashati. Broho roboshinana mahashati. Horoboshatondara boshati. Oh, you're so good, God. You're so good, God. Shombro shatandara boshati. Ramahashatandara boshati brashati. Romahashatandara boshati. Just, just come up here because he's going to heal you. Just come up here. He's going to heal you. Come on. Romahashatandara boshati. Horoboshandara boshati. All of heaven, God. <laughs> we speak healing right now, God. We speak healing right now, God. We speak healing right now, God. You are the healer, God. You are the healer, God. We speak to every bone in our body, God. on over here. We, we just declare a total healing right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. We command this body to be healed. We command this pain to leave the body right now. Just put, put your hand on, on your head right there. Where, is that where it hurt you right there? Right there. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just speak to that hip. We just speak total alignment right now in the name of Jesus. The virtue of heaven would come. We speak to this body. We command this body to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, fire. Oh, first fire. Right now, fire. Let it come. Let the virtue come right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on over here. Right now. Look for your, look for your healing. Right now. Pain leave this body. Right now. Pain leave this body. Come on this side of her house. Come on, just, just receive your healing. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's right there. It's right there. Right now, in the name of Jesus, virtue, healing virtue. <laughs> right now. Come on, come on. Walk in that healing. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare it. The virtue, virtue, virtue. Right now. still hurt you there. Be honest. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to keep going. We're gonna, right now, the virtue. Right now. <laughs> fresh fire. Father, right now, we just say the fresh fire would come. Here it is. Right here. Right now. 
Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> right now, the virtue, the virtue, God, right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all just continue to be praying. Just be praying. Come on. Press in. It's not, it's not one of those things that we do. If you're watching right now, it's not a show. You need to be praying. Come on. Let's pray. Ha, ha, ha. Come on. Right now. Jesus. I want you to do this. Just slowly. Just kind of do this slowly. Just what I'm doing. Just stand like that. Go like this, Carol. Just go like that. Just begin to slowly move your side to side. virtue of heaven right now. The virtue of heaven. Virtue of heaven. Virtue of heaven. Mm. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Jesus. Mm. If there's anybody else in here that needs prayer for anything, come on up here. We're going to pray for you tonight. Anybody come on up. If you're watching right now online, leave a prayer request right now. We're going to be praying for those prayer requests. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Just begin to receive. Ready? Close your eyes. We just declare the virtue of heaven right now. Bam! Ho! Fire! Fresh fire! Fresh fire! Fresh fire! Fresh fire! Healing virtue! Right now. Your right ear. Come on. We, that was the word. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. I can swallow. You can swallow. <laughs> come on. Hey, come on, bro. I like that. Holy Ghost. Come on. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel? to feel right now. And I, be, Pain that I had before. Amen. 
Amen. Come on. So we declare even more the increase of the virtue. Amen. 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 We want to thank everybody for coming. We want to say thank you to our online audience. Those, please continue to send your prayer requests. If you have prayer requests, there's a number on the bottom of your screen. It's 888-406-9115. If you're watching the archive, we want to hear from you. We have pastors that are standing by to pray with you. So we just want to thank you and, and, and let you know we're going to continue to be praying for you guys. Don't forget, we also, you got three days. We have three days. We have the School of the Supernatural, the School of the Prophets, three more days to register for the online schooling. If you want some more information, there's going to be some information on the bottom of the screen, and we just can't wait to be with you guys. Amen. Amen.